Good morning, Saints. How are you doing this morning? It's, I'm so happy to have you join me this morning. I want to say welcome to all the friends and family. My name is Pastor Ronald A. Cooper, and I am the senior pastor here at New Beginnings Christian Center. I want to welcome you this morning and say that I'm so very glad that you took the time to join in with us and to receive this message and to listen and hear a word from God. My prayer is that you are uplifted and that you receive a blessing from the hearing of the word, this inspired word from God. Also, in light of everything that is happening around us, I want to encourage you this morning. I want you to hold on to the promises of God. You know, he's made some promises that are amazing in our lives if we simply choose to hold on to them. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Also this morning, we're going to be reminded of how those promises can make our lives so much better, so much easier, and so much simpler if we just choose to do God's will. Through all of this, I want us to be blessed, knowing that his promises don't ever change. And so it means, what does it mean for you and I? It means that we must remain steadfast and immovable and remember the promises of God. Let's get excited this morning. You know, I'm just happy. I'm just excited. And I want you to know that I want you to be excited right along with me because our God is so amazing, so wonderful and so good. You know, he has also said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And so let's take a moment out and listen in as Isaiah D. Thomas, an element, talks about God said he would be with us. Listen up for just a moment.
Amen. How amazing is that? God said he would be with you, and I pray he's with you this morning. You know, we're going to open and we're going to allow ourselves to receive a blessing through the word of prayer. So bow with me now, if you will, as we go before the throne of grace once again. Father, we call upon you this morning. Uh, through the name of your son, Jesus Christ, that you, O oh God, will hear the prayers of your people, Father God. As we come before you with bowed heads and humble hearts this morning, we just reach out with uplifted hands, Father God, unto you to request that you look down kindly upon each and every one of us, regardless of where we may be and what we may be going through right now in our lives. We just thank you for being God, for all that you continue to do to watch over and care for and bless each and every one of us every day. Our homes, our families, and all that we are we love and care about, dear God. And this morning we come before you, Father, to request another blessing. Father, that you come into our hearts and our minds and our lives and you begin to touch right now your people. Father, that they may have a hunger and a thirst that can't simply be quenched That you. But Father, only through your word and receiving your word, dear God, can we finally be fed with that bread of life. So let us take our seat at the table this morning. Let us take our seat and receive that bread that you have prepared that we might nourish our spirits and our souls, Father God so that our cups can be filled to overflowing. We just thank you for what's to come, oh God, for what you have done and for what you're going to do. We wait, Father God, with bated breath on in tiptoe expectation of the great things that you're going to do in the lives of each and every one of your people. And we just thank you. We thank you in the name of the Father. We thank you in the name of the Son. And we thank you in the name of the Holy Spirit. But we thank you most of all as we send this prayer forward. Requesting that you hear us now in your son, Jesus, most loving and precious name. Amen. Amen. God said he would be with us. And I trust his word. And I pray that you trust his word also this morning. You know, the word of God is something that we can stand on. We can we can take and, and, and allow our lives now to be made over to that that promise that he made to us, that he would never leave us nor forsake us, that we can stand on it and know that God is always by our side. He said he'd be with you, and he is, as long as we allow ourselves to receive him into who we are. But let's talk about the promises, if you will, for just a moment this morning. And, and forgive me for the excitement that you might hear in my voice, but it is just a wonderful, wonderful uh, time. It's a wonderful opportunity for me to come before you and to just share the word of God, each and every opportunity that I have, because it's, I just feel so strongly about what it can do in the lives of the life of God's people. As we look at some of the promises, and we're going to go through a few of those this morning, I pray that you have your Bibles handy so that we can journey through the word, through the scriptures, and just receive as much as we can consume in these moments that we have together this morning. 
Looking first at the book of Romans, the eighth chapter and the 28th verse, we're going to pull the, our first scripture from there. And while you're turning your pages to get there, remember the king of kings, whose sovereign reign over all provides providence for his people and has given us a promise that all things work together for good. Do you know that script passage of scripture? Many of you may have heard it already, but do you understand what it means? And do you allow the words to speak to your spirit? Because in that passage, it says that all things can work together for the good. Let us read the passage of scripture in whole. Romans 28 and 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose, according to his purpose. Two key points that we've got to take away in our spirits this morning, and I pray that it guides your thoughts, your actions, and all that you consider going forward. First of which I think is, is most key and important for each and every one of us to, to grasp, comprehend, and understand is that we must first learn to love God. We must love God with all of our heart, mind, and our soul. We must learn to love God in a way that we haven't loved anything else. He must be first in our lives for God to do what he wants to do in the lives of his people. They must, we must love him. We must give unto God all that he is deserving of. But we also must remember that we who have been called, and I want to, I, I would love to feel as though each and every one of us has been called or that we have all answered the call. And, and oftentimes that is the problem. You know, we have selective listening from time to time. It's not as though God doesn't try to speak to us through his Holy Spirit. He doesn't reach out to his people. But many times, let's just be honest, we have selective listening. God is screaming out. He's yelling. He's calling on you each and every day. But are you responding? That is the, a question that needs to be answered. Are you responding to the call that God is sending out for you? Because to answer his call is to allow God to have his way in your life. And for many of us, sometimes that's the obstacle in and of itself, because we want to do so much of what we want to do. Isn't it time that we stop messing up and messing over all that God is blessing us with and allow him to have his way? Wouldn't you want to live better, feel better, do better, receive better, be blessed in, in all ways by allowing God's purpose to be your purpose? How key is that in your life this morning? Are you one who has been called according to his purpose? Or are you going to continue to seek after your own endeavors and try to do the things that you want to do? Well, it's a decision that needs to be made. And don't always put it off believing that you have another day to figure it out. It's something that needs to be considered today. Can you live for him or are you going to continue to live for yourself and according to what this world is guiding, leading, and directing you to do? If we want to receive that promise, we have to give ourselves over to him. But there are several other scriptures that continue to back up and support what I'm trying to speak to you about this morning. 
For I want it to be, as I stated earlier, inculcated or delivered unto you in a manner that's going to cause a transformation in your life. For what good or what purpose is it to receive or to hear this word if you don't allow it to just simply marinate, to do something special, to make change, to modify, to correct, to promote the goodness of God, to bring you to a better place? You see, in Genesis, we see Genesis, the 50th chapter, the 20th verse, it says, but as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. You see, even when the worst of the worst come at, after you, when those who are trying to cause your total destruction and downfall are, 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 are seeking to, to just bring you to your knees, to cause you to have the, the most traumatic experiences fall upon you in your life, that when your enemies are plotting those types of things against you, God can turn it around for your good. And I'm sure he has in the lives of many people. But yet, are we thanking and are we giving God the glory for what he's doing and for what he's done? Just because you don't see it, just because he doesn't stand up and shout and every time he's rescued you, every time he's saved you, every time his grace and his mercy has fallen down upon you. Are you really so vain that you want to walk around and believe that? Now, it was just luck and not ever acknowledge that truly it was God. You see, I'm the type that I don't believe anything happens by accident. Everything has been orchestrated by God. And so if God is in control, and many of us believe that, then is he not in control of all things? And now, and that's not so that we can form a, a group to start blaming God for what doesn't go right in our lives, because I'm also a believer that, you know, when things don't go our way, oftentimes we don't do this, but oftentimes we should consider, are we a part of the problem? Have we brought it upon ourselves? Have we caused our own destruction in some way? Have we failed? I know we're the last ones that we choose to point the fingers at, but isn't it appropriate to consider it? You see, sometimes when things don't go our way, when it does go wrong for us, it's because of something that we failed to do, something that we chose not to do when God was trying to lead us in a different direction. But yet he continues to allow his promises to fall upon us each and every day. In Nehemiah 13 and 2, the second part of that, because, because they met not the children of Israel with bread and with water, but hired Bilal against them, that he should curse them. Howbeit, our God turned the curse into a blessing. 
can you see this morning how God can step in on your behalf and move those those people out of your way, those ones that are trying to curse you, the ones that are trying to create those obstacles for you, those problems, those issues into your life. You should be excited today knowing that you've been rescued and saved and brought from the brink of destruction by God, and you didn't even have to know that it was happening because he took care of it for you in the background, because he was handling it without even disturbing you with it, without even worrying you with it, so that you wouldn't have to lose sleep over those things that God knew only he could handle, and he was going to take care of it on your behalf. And he does that every day. You see, again, because we don't see the trouble coming our way, because we don't stand on the brink of that destruction or on the edge of what is about to be our greatest fall and, and, and experience that peril firsthand, we oftentimes feel as though it's never happening. But you must know that you know that you know that the devil is always seeking to destroy. He's always seeking to kill. He's always seeking to bring you to the point of destruction or to bring you down. And so you're being rescued day after day without question. You see, it, it comes back to the point that should be made or, or re-emphasized over and over again in our daily walk that you didn't get here on your own. You didn't come this far just because of the talents that you have. Would you really, again, be so bold as to assume that you are here today because of what you've done and what you've done alone? It's God's grace, again, and his mercy. It's him not allowing the destruction. It's because of these promises that he made that we're alive today, that you're able to live, breathe, and to go about your daily way. And so we should be thanking him. We should be excited. We should be happy. We should have so much joy in our hearts because we have been rescued and are continuing to be rescued every single day. We don't know the troubles that we could have been in. We don't know the problems that we could have experienced. The things that we do see and the things that we do endure Remember, it has not become, it, it's not happening because God doesn't love you and it isn't happening because he doesn't care. But don't we sometimes, and let's be honest with one another, don't we sometimes need to be reminded that God is working on our behalf? That what would you, how would you ever know pleasure if you never experienced pain? How would you ever know you value the life of someone near you if you've never experienced loss. You see, it's because we do at times have to go through something that we understand, we know, we accept, and we happily are willing to drop to our knees and offer thanks to God for what he does every day, the way he blesses us every day the way he loves and the way he cares for us every day of our lives. It is because of his promises, because of the goodness, because he is always with us. He's by our sides each and every day. 
So these, this is a good news story. This is something that should encourage you and excite you and motivate you to want to get to know him even more, encouraging you to be lifted up and to, to know that every day you re are the recipient of one of the greatest blessings that anyone could ever receive. Consider yourself the, the luckiest person on earth. You see, it's not hard for us to look around and see lives that have fallen by the wayside, those who have struggled so much greater than our own, those who are less fortunate than we are. And it is not that God doesn't love them, but it is due really in large part and in many ways, because oftentimes the choices that they have made. And so our work continues. We have a, a responsibility to help those who are yet, who have yet come to know him. I love what is written in Ephesians, the first chapter in the 11th verse, for it reads, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. You see, when God sits down to consider whether or not you should live or you should die or whether you should survive and prosper or whether you should fail, I am so glad he doesn't bring in my enemies. I'm so glad he doesn't have to bring in a council of men and women to sit around a table and make that determination. But because of his counsel, his own will, because of the choice that he's made to bless us, to love us, to care for us. Don't you know that he cares for you each and every day? You know, many of us don't hear often enough about how much we're loved. But do you understand or do you know or have you been reminded lately of how much God truly loves you and how much he cares? If you haven't heard that lately, if you're not listening, I want you to listen right now. For I want to remind you in this moment that God loves you. He loves you more than you could ever know. And he cares. He cares for all concerning you, all that you go through, all that you experience. And he wants the best for you. And so it's important that we should want the best for ourselves. But it's not by our own undertaking. It's not going to be by your own will. The way to receive the best is by allowing God to provide us with it, to bring us to a place where we can have the best because of his love, because of his blessing, by allowing him to be the head of our lives. That primary focus. You know, when we were in minister and training uh, today, earlier today, we discussed and talked about so many things, but one thing that was key that we, we talked about for just a little bit was how we need to order, uh, align our steps, how we need to put ourselves in order with God by establishing mission and vision statements, individual mission and vision statements. 
thereby providing hard, solid instruction, guidance, direction that has been written down to, to teach us how to walk, how to conduct ourselves each and every day, how to allow ourselves to, uh, to be realigned with God so that we're constantly reminded of the importance of who we are and what we do. And it's something that I look forward to as we continue to move into a better place in Christ, in the body of Christ that we can share with others because I think there are many people who are going through life right now and the one thing that's been missing for so very long, for far too long, is direction. Clear direction. Something that's going to guide you in, a, in, in the way that you need to go. Not the way that someone would like for you to go, but the way that you need to go. And that comes only when you understand who you are in Christ and what Christ intends for your life. And so look for that as we continue to go forward, because we're going to share that as we develop it. And we're going to make certain that you have the tools that are necessary to be the best that you can be in the body of Christ. But let me share this last passage of scripture with you. And it was from Philippians. It's from Philippians, the first chapter, the 12th verse. And it continues on to reinforce the promises that we're talking about this morning. And it reads, But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. I saved this from the last for this specific reason, because I don't want you walking away from this message believing that because things haven't always happened the way I would like for them to happen or gone the way that I would like for them to go, that I'm just, uh, it's just unfortunate that I, I'm not blessed. I never have been that God doesn't love me because he does. You see, Sometimes we have to look beyond what is happening ourselves and what we want and try to see what it is that God wants through us, from us, by us. You see, in some cases, we have to accept the fact that what we go through, what you experience, is quite possibly just a move of God for the furtherance of the gospel. So that in some cases, it creates a testimony in you that's going to change many lives. In some cases, it makes you an example, a product of what God will show for others. An example in so many words. And it may seem painful at a time or for a period, but it doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. It only means he knows that he's placing something on you that he's certain that you can bear and that he will bring you through, that you will survive, that you will be better because of it. And so I encourage and I challenge you to try him, allow him to use you. Allow him to pull you from that place where you struggle most. Allow him to bring you out of that pit of despair. Allow him to lift you up out of that dark area that's been surrounding and overshadowing your life for far too long. 
allow him to correct the behaviors and change the way that you think and speak so that your life can be what it should be. So that all that you do can be for the furtherance of the gospel. And so in conclusion, this is what a Christian should use as a basis for understanding and optimism and excitement. So be glad and be of good cheer. For I want you to know this morning, New Beginnings Christian Center, friends, family, and all who have joined, that God loves you and he does care. And his promise is for you in your life. I pray a blessing upon you that he keep you always. Amen.